I found myself with some of my colleagues conducting this interview. Looking back was a bit strange. We were at Malindi Sub-County Hospital and we found ourselves a couple of journalists here talking to one of the people rescued from Shakahola village. The patient tells National Media Group correspondent in Kilifi Alex Kalama that he comes from Kisumu. He is a mason and owns about 10 acres of land acquired from Paul Mackenzie. You can tell from his voice that he sounds weak, but clear on what's happening around him. As Alex speaks to him in this hospital bed, Wycliffe, a 43-year-old man from Kisumu, more than 900 kilometers away from where he is now, seems to be very proud of his 10-acre piece of land. In his previous life, he had nothing in his name, but now being, something has changed. He is a productive man and very proud of his earthly belongings. Shakahola shamba tu. For three years, this 43-year-old man, a father of three, abandoned his family in Nyanza following a man who gave him land and most important faith. And as we have come to land, there is hundreds of people who are on the same path as Wycliffe. But the more Wycliffe speaks from his hospital bed, the more gems one gets at what was happening in the deep forest of Shakahola. You get a mixture of faith mixed with economic salvation that brought this man hundreds of kilometers away from home. We learned that Wycliffe, who was among the first people to be saved at the beginning of this Shakahola story, had been starving or fasting for 22 days. <laughs> When asked about why he was fasting, he becomes a bit defensive, but chose to use scriptures to explain himself. Weekly for Mondi, who had changed his name to Weekly Fimbo finishes this interview by saying he really wanted to finish his fast and essentially meet his maker. He feels all this being rescued as called by authorities was a waste of his time. Weekly fades off the interview by saying he's looking for eternal life, Uzima wa milele. He kept saying that and really repeated that so many times. Weekly's 
Nisibeta nichague wewe uzima wa milele. Sasa nilikuwa na concentrate katika uzima wa milele na hata dakika hii na concentrate katika uzima wa milele. Wycliffe Omondi escaped from the hospital soon after this interview and has never been found to date. My name is Farhia Hussein and I am a journalist with Nation Media Group. I was on location in Malindi with my colleague Eugen Jackson Nambeka who is on this podcast as well. When we bumped into the controversial end times preacher Paul McKenzie story, we were among the first journalists to be here following the first family that refused to back down and forced authorities in their persistence to look into the activities of controversial preacher Paul McKenzie Ndenge. My name is Eugen Jackson Nambeka. And this story started as a story of one family searching for their two children. It ended up with mass graves and hundreds of bodies exhumed with more 600 still missing. This is Nation Report podcast and in this four-part series we talk about family, locals, a powerful preacher and a negligent government system told by the journalists who broke the story. First, we went to Malindi to chase a completely different story. When we arrived, we missed the interviews we were supposed to do and we thought we would be resourceful by asking our Malindi correspondent Alex on an update of an earlier story that had gone cold. That story happened to be a story I had earlier written about. The community in Malindi had gotten a preacher in trouble over him advocating for children not to go to school. The community was furious. They had held enough barazas, but still this question refused to go away. Listen to this public barraza. That's Pastor Mackenzie. For context, this meeting is happening in 2021. Members of the community in Malindi had been raising questions about Mackenzie's church and most specifically his teachings on education. Sasa secretary anasema kwamba wengine wamekuja. Na tunataka kusikia. Ila sahadari yao ni kwamba tumekuja hapa kutengeneza. This meeting is supposed to solve this perennial problem in the community. But one can tell that there is a level of reverence to Mackenzie. <laughs> People in Malindi where Pastor Mackenzie had installed his church, the Good News International Church, were furious about his teachings that suggested children should not go to school. Yes, and they tried using all avenues to have this addressed through possibly all available channels. Each and every time, there was a pushback. The system wasn't just interested in investigating these claims. 
Tangia kuhusu kwamba hasa pale msema kwamba katika wote wale wahusika walotana na watai kwamba tuwe na wao pamoja. Mimi niko nasema yeye ikiwa kama sisi hapa kama ndugu alisema ni bana sisi ndugu Malindi town tumeikana hapa kwa ajili ya kusuluhisha ile tatizo. Kupisha kusuluhisha hapa ukitoka hapa kwenda kuambia wale wengine walio nje walotai kwamba yeye mwanangu tumeasisha sisi mbali umemaliza na yakusawa yale yalosema labda si kweli labda si sawa labda ni bwana mkubali kwamba atakuwa tena bila alipokuwa ushona ili tufike kwenye mwelekeo ndio usubiri kutakana usubiri kwa vijana wasome na ikiwa vijana wasome sio tumesoma sio tumesoma hata hasa pale kwa kusoma shule angeweza kusoma bado ni kweli ndio ni kweli angeweza kusoma bado labda ni kwa shule akajua na akaweza ndio kusubiri ila msikwenda shule angeweza kusema na kusema wale vijana kwamba hawatasoma kesho tutakapokuwa wema kwa kubiri tutakao wema pasta kwa wema shida lakini kama hakusoma tuwai They are trying to present this point of view in an amicable way, but you can hear the frustrations in their voice. <laughs> with members of the public almost pleading with Mackenzie to drop his teachings, you can hear Mackenzie's response. First, something that you will hear a lot from him moving forward. At this stage, this is 2021, and he's still a very revered member of the public. He holds considerable sway in the community as all religious leaders. So, Mackenzie starts his defense by deflecting. He looks for an excuse and says he has explained this over and over again shifting responsibility He quickly reestablishes power balance everyone will know that he's the one who calls the shot As he will do repeatedly as this issue becomes a national story, he shifts the blame. Before the Shakahole story became a national story, it was first a very local story. And this meeting two years before the mass graves were discovered is the evidence one needs to hear of a community that was struggling with these strange teachings of a man of cloth who was so powerful and could not be touched. Mackenzie's teachings on children act the community, but then he even had a much bigger platform. Though his free-to-air television station, Mackenzie had a much bigger platform than many other average pastors. 
He could reach millions with his strange teachings. The man also demonstrates his understanding and deployment of media. His sermons are full of color, media cuttings, artificial intelligence voices reading pieces of text. He would talk over a pre-recorded phrase and drive home his point. Nyingi, mumekua mukisikia mataifa ya kisema. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. 2019 enumeration exercise will commence on the night of the 24th of August this year. The enumeration exercise will continue for seven days until the 31st of August 2019 to ensure that everyone is given an opportunity to be counted. In this sermon, for example, this is the voice of former President Uhuru Kenyatta. As recommended by the United Nations. I am the Roman Empire. Roman Catholic. Mackenzie's goal in the sermon is to demonstrate to his followers that end times are here. And from clever editing and picking of specific phrases from the presidential speech announcing censors, one sees how he's able to be very convincing to an audience that will now have to trust him for the truth. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. Vision 2030. Sijui kama wewe mtu wa Mungu shawahi kuomba na ukamuuliza Mungu akufunulie nini maana yake Vision 2030. Wanadamu wanajiandaa lakini hawajiandai kwa kupenda ni kwa sababu ya roho ya shetani iliyo ndani yao ile ya kumpinga Yesu inayofanya kazi ndani yao ili ifikapo mwisho au kufikia kilele cha mwaka wa 2030 mataifa mengi duniani yatakuwa sasa yametawaliwa na shetani kikamilifu na ndio maana ya kitu kinaitwa vision 2030 His manipulative style of preaching will signify to his followers that whatever message he wanted passed will eventually get home. For the cunning Mackenzie, the end justifies the means. If you thought that raising his voice and adding his cliché preacher's tone was all he could do, you got it wrong. Pastor Mackenzie made it into the studio to record his song Kisha Nikaona loosely translated as then i saw an extension of the end times messages that he seems to have been so obsessed with it is brilliant how his composition tune and performance united to pass his message to his followers since they would play it over and over Mackenzie was a man full of charisma, draped in power and authority that comes with church leadership. And with a television station to boot, his targets did not stand a chance. And politicians and important members of the society were seen so frequently around him that any questions locals had about him were quickly washed away. He was a man at the top of his game because anything he said, he claimed, came to pass. A lie that he propagated through and through. But 
Still, he kept saying these things and there was no repercussion for his actions. So he went a step further. So let's start the interview. Today, I remind all people in the world, have they seen that prophecy that education is evil? Leo watoto wao wanafundishwa ushoga na usagaji, lesbianism and eh inaitwaje gayism kwa mashule CBC ni nini comprehensive sex education This is the first interview Mackenzie gave us before bodies were exhumed and before this became a national story And here Mackenzie seemed to have struck a nerve first the Kenyan public is deeply suspicious after the Supreme Court allowed a gay and lesbian lobby registration. Religious leaders and political leaders were furious early this year. This matter dominated the public space without a resolution. One of the questions I asked the Chief Justice, because I called her personally, and I asked yesterday in the media, when an association is registered, the articles of associations are clear because they spell out what that association is going to be. If you register a football club, we all know they are going to play football, isn't it? And that's why their articles of association will spell out. And I asked the Chief Justice, and I'm asking Kenyans, what are the articles of association of LGBTQ? Well, we all know that they promote homosexuality, and I asked the Chief Justice, is homosexuality no longer a crime? She says it is a crime. Then how do you legalize? people who are going to promote the crime mke kwa mke hakuna mke kwa mume kwa mume haya ni mambo machafu kabisa toyalani mambo kama haya takbir takbir the same period makenzi moved to show that he has always been right and the fact that the mainstream sentiments aligned with his end times messages he was a deeply vindicated man kile ambacho naweza kusema ni ya kwamba wakati huo nikiongea nilipingwa nilirushwa huku magerezani na kadhalika but nilistand na neno moja ya kwamba time will tell kwa sababu prophecy haifanyikagi tu na kesho kutwa it needs time to be fulfilled na imetokea the truth is that he is a man with a sweet tongue when conducting that interview with him he denied all accusations including the one that blew the case up his congregants had stabbed their two children to death in order to abide by the faith the youngest among the children who had been rescued explained the torture to us this interview opened the can of worms subwani chakula wende kwa rumwen Listen as the child explains in graphic details what was happening to him. His parents forced him and his siblings to fast. They were tied by ropes so that they don't move around. Asubuhi 
This child says his siblings, Ephraim and Seth, were too weak to move and he tried to get water and have them drink. His parents beat him up and tied all of them with ropes when they saw his attempt to get water. He was interfering with the heavenly trip as he was informed rather painfully. In the face of this incontrovertible evidence, the police finally believed the family. They looked for Mackenzie the same day and put him under arrest. This child then takes us into the forest, where he points out graves of his siblings, and more crucially, another grave, and another grave, and another. <laughs> 